Okay, Farida Osman, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yes. How's quarantine life treating you? Um, well, I'm surviving, taking it day by day. You now, you've been training recently at Virginia Tech with Sergio Lopez. What's the story? What's the situation right now? Um, so right now, pools and weights are closed, but um, I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen next. I'm trusting Sergio. I'm trusting what he has in his plan. So it's just a waiting game now. Had you already qualified for the Olympics? No. So I need to get the A cut. And um, I was planning on tapering for a meet, the Canadian trials end of this month, but it got canceled. So now I don't know. <laughs> wow. It must have just got canceled maybe uh, a week before you or two weeks before you were supposed to compete, right? Yeah. Like I was supposed to leave next Friday and then we found out last week that it got canceled. Mm. Wow. So are you, are you still kind of training every day right now? Um, like right now, Sergio is working on finding like another pool. Like there, we heard there's one in Roanoke, so we're going to go test it out. But nothing is certain. Nothing is really concrete. Mm. So what are you doing then? Are you doing just dry land at home or what? Yeah, so a bunch of us live in the same apartment complex. So we get together, try to do a lot of dry land, um, run a little bit. I have a dog, so she helps me stay fit and like <laughs> just run around um, in the fields. Yeah. Wow, that's a crazy time, right? Yeah, it really is. It's just like it's a way to show you like a different perspective of everything. Um, so right now, all I can do is just like take it day by day and see how it goes. Yeah. Now you're, uh, you grew up in Egypt. Is it true that you're an Egyptian princess? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor going around. Yeah, I know. Um, no, uh, I am not an Egyptian princess, but man, that would be a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always been fascinated with Egypt. You know, I'd love to go one day and check it out. Um, yeah. But, but so what's the situation back home? Um, so right now, Egypt closed borders for the next two weeks. And everyone's just staying at home. Um, it's not terrible. And people are like, doing a good job at just staying at home but hopefully it stays that way it doesn't get worse um but yeah it's borders are closed for the next two weeks what's your impression of all this i mean how are you how are you reacting i mean where are you getting your news from where are you where are you getting your information from on, on all this stuff um, well, I talk to my parents pretty much every day. I keep up with the news, like even Sergio meets with us and talks about like, what are the potential scenarios that are going to happen? Um, so just like staying in touch with everyone around me, um, just gives me a lot of information. And I think also like during this time, just like leaning on them or like trying to get the support you need just to like get through it. Cause it's something we're all going through together. So it's nice to have other people going through the same thing and not really feel alone, especially like I'm not really around my family right now. Like they're in Egypt, I'm in the U S so like that has been like kind of hard, but I, um, try to find like a good support system system to get me through it. Yeah. 
Now, are you, um, I'm asking everybody that I, that I talk to this, do you feel like the Olympics are going to go ahead or, or do you even think they should go ahead? Um, I honestly think it wouldn't be fair if it's in July. Um, I think definitely a postponement would be like the better decision, the better choice. I don't know if it's going to be a year, a few months, but I was planning on having this Olympics, my last Olympics. So just like if it's postponing, it's definitely going to like make me change a few things because I was planning on moving back home after 2020 Olympics. Um, so now like if it's going to get postponed or even canceled, like that would change a lot of things for me. And canceled would definitely suck and it would really like hurt me a little bit. So I'm just hoping like, Maybe postponing it would be fair to all other athletes, especially like a lot of the trials got canceled. A lot of people are not training. So I think now it's like bigger than just the coronavirus. It's more of like it's how it's unfair, how everyone is not getting the same training in given the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the consensus around the world right now that I'm seeing talking to people yeah. that some people are training, a lot of people aren't, but the the general feeling out there is like, look, this isn't fair for everybody. We need to give people a chance to properly prepare for this. Don't try and rush this and get it done. Yeah. And, and swimming is one of the biggest sports at the Olympics too. And so yeah, exactly. we need our training. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like, it's the Olympics. So a lot of people are like literally just leaving a lot of things behind just to focus on this big event. So I would say it's only fair for everyone to get the same preparations moving forward. Yeah. And what number would this be for you in terms of Olympics? How many have you been to? Um, so I've been to London and Rio and hopefully they will be my third. Wow. Have you done well at the past couple of Olympics in your eyes, you know, in your standards, have you felt like you've done well? So I think London for me was more for the experience. Um, I got called the last minute to go and I couldn't really say no. So I just went there for the experience. I enjoyed every moment of it. Um, Rio, I semi-final in the 100 fly and I think that that was my goal. So I was really happy I was able to achieve it. And moving forward, I think I'm in a better, like I'm a, in a better situation even mentally and physically going into Tokyo. Um, so we'll see what happens. How old are you now? I am 25. Oh, wow. You're still young. This is your third Olympics, only 25. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So do you feel like you're at the, you know, your most experienced? Do you feel like you're at your peak right now? I really think I am. I think like even from last year, I've done a lot of improvements and I think I've been working really hard in all different aspects. So I was really looking forward to having and me just to try to see how this progress is going, just to like see if it will pay off, if I need to make adjustments. But I guess I need to be patient now and just wait and hopefully one way or another it will pay off. Yeah. What are you doing in your spare time right now? I mean, you got a lot of it. What are you, what are you doing to, <laughs> to stay uh, engaged? Um, so right now, like we literally just play board games because like I said, we all live in the same apartment complex. We can't really move a lot or like go somewhere. So we play board games. I just take my dog for walks, watch TV. I'm like, cook your own food. Yeah, I keep my own food. Sometimes we cook together. 
um, I'm almost done with How I Met Your Mother, and it's like 10 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the big winner in this is Netflix, really. You know, they're going to oh, be for sure. <laughs> make yeah. some money. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And what about the grocery stores? Has it been crazy where you guys are? Is it, is it hard to get um, groceries? I think like not all of it is going crazy. I just feel like people are panicking, but not to the extent like everything is gone. Like it hasn't been crazy yet, but I feel like because Blacksburg is such a small town, so we haven't experienced any craziness. Oh, look, yeah. it's Nina. Nina's trying to say hi. Nina. Hey, Nina. How are you, baby? What's going on? Uh, oh. She's not happy either. Nope. I think she wants to go for a walk. <laughs> so you, you grew up, I mean, you were born in Indiana. Is that correct? Yeah. How did that come about? So my parents were studying dentistry um, in Indiana University, like as postgrads. Mm. So they were living in Indiana and then my mom was pregnant with me and she literally gave birth to me and then her four years were up and then we moved back to Egypt. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're both dentists. You, you have any plans to take over the business? No, not me or my brother. We're both doing completely separate things. Like I'm into marketing and advertising and my brother is an engineer. So it's completely really? <laughs> different things. Wow. Are you, uh, so I guess you're an American citizen then. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. So why, why do you think you want to move back to Egypt and live there? Um, I think like I lived here for like, it's my sixth year now going mm-hmm. into seven. And I think like, I personally need like a little bit of a break and go back home just like to be around my family and friends. And it's also like more than that. Just like, I feel like I learned so much growing up, like being here for six years that I want to transition that into Egypt. And like, I am planning on opening an academy where I can help like young athletes, female or male to like achieve their goals at a young age, because I plan on giving them like the resources and all the tools that they need at a young age rather than like getting it at an older age like I did. Mm. So hopefully like all the things that I learned, I can like put it in my academy to help them reach like an, um, like at their achievements at a higher level internationally at an yeah. earlier age. Yeah. No, Egypt is not, you know, really known as a Mecca for swimming. How did you get from where you were in Egypt to the top, one of the top colleges in, in the world in, in swimming at Cal? Um, I think just like starting at Cal, I think it definitely helped me a lot. Just like being around Olympians all the time, being around great athletes all the time. And I feel like I learned so much and like balancing school and swimming and definitely made me a stronger person, stronger athlete. So I feel like starting from Cal and then just like every year I've gotten like just stronger or like learned so much about one thing or the other. So I feel like the more years I stayed here, the more I experienced um, things in and outside the water. So it wasn't just like in swimming. And I think Mm. like that shaped me to be the swimmer that I am today. Yeah. Well, it talked to me though. How did you actually get to Cal? Like how, how do you, how does someone go from swimming in Egypt to swimming for Terry McKeever and, and one of the best programs in the world? How does that process happen? 
Um, so I met Terry actually in London 2012. Oh, okay. um, my brother went to Cal, but he was a regular student. He wasn't a swimmer. Mm. Um, so already was really familiar with Cal in general, like the campus. We would visit him in the summer and stuff like that. And then I knew I really wanted to go to Cal. And I met Terry in London 2012. And we started talking and told her I was interested. And uh, we pretty much had like emails back and forth until she gave me an offer and then I said yeah <laughs> yeah and what do they do at Cal that makes it so great you know the the results that you guys get year after year and um everybody swims fast what did you feel like they do that you did that made it so special um I think for me the best thing was having like a female coach like it just Terry um, not only cared about us as swimmers, but also as people. And I feel like that helped a lot to like bringing the team together and like holding each other accountable and like just not necessarily doing the traditional sets like four, six hundreds or whatever, three, two hundreds. It was more like, like untraditional where we had to do like cartwheels, run and dives into like a med ball. So it was just like, a lot of different things that were new to me and I think a lot of people enjoyed that because they're always used to the traditional sets mm. and I feel like that's what made it exciting and even like brought us as a team closer together because we hold each other accountable on the time and we like trust each other so I feel like a lot of things that happened at Cal was because of the people and how Terry raised us to come mm. together. Mm. Give us an example of something that's kind of non-traditional you think of a, of a workout that you can remember that maybe you did often or, or just something that uh -huh. sticks out in your mind. So we would do something called snake where we like take the whole pool and each lane would be something different. So mm -hmm. you have to start with like jump rope into run and dive into like three fast strokes, come out, do some med balls. And then the next lane would be like jumping off the like the diving board and mm. like just like a lot of different things that it was it was like a snake so you go from one mm. lane to the next one lane to the next and like while doing that we would think about our own races so it would be like same time of our race but not necessarily just swimming back and forth oh, okay right i like that that's that's really cool so it's kind of like a circuit but you're engaged mentally while you're doing it in the water as well yeah yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that Terry did out of the water that uh, brought you girls together and gave you so much confidence? Um, I think we had a lot of team building activities. I think like we bonded as a team, like we went on retreats, we got to know each other more and like we were always very authentic and like honest with what we want as a team and what, are, what is our goal for the season. And I think just like communicating that and knowing what each person is about or like what is their goal i feel like that would definitely make the team stronger and like knowing what to expect from each person mm, okay right was there ever a time where you were homesick and if there was what advice could you give to somebody who's maybe in college now um i was definitely homesick because egypt is so different than cal and just like being in the u.s um, I think like for me, my freshman year was the hardest because it was like the first year, everything was so new. It was like a new team, new coach, new like classes, everything. So I think like for me, what helped me was just to lean on your teammates or lean on your friends 
and like being able to find a source of communication with your support system at home. So like your parents, your family, your brother. I think for me, like I made it more of a routine to like talk to them or face them every day. Mm. So I can just feel like I'm a part of their lives and at the same time focusing on what is important to me and why I'm doing this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, we all have highs and lows. Was there ever a point where you said to your parents, I'm, I'm getting on an airplane, I'm coming home? Was there ever that point? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think, as I said, like my freshman year was the hardest because yeah. I was still also adjusting to the practice, to just bouncing school and swimming. And I remember fall training was so hard. So I remember calling my mom and crying and told her, like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, <laughs> is this all worth it? But she like felt for me and because you know like moms always feel for you when you're in pain or mm. crying but she was really good at like trying to make me patient and just try to see the bigger picture and like look at it in a different perspective yeah wow yeah that's true i can i, can, uh, I could <laughs> we had a few moments like that at auburn we would have some people that were on that teeter-tottering on that like i, I need to go home but yeah know, it's always good when you can you can get past that and years later you look back you're like wow I'm glad I, I got through that moment you know yeah it definitely made me stronger just to like realize how like what I can do and like being independent away from my family yeah so you go from freshman year you you're kind of a little fragile and you're learning and then in 2016 you become well I think before that when uh, when did you actually win your medal at the world championships what year was that um, it was 2017. Oh, it was after the Olympics. So, yeah. so you, you become a much stronger athlete in, in Rio. Um, how did you feel your preparation was for that event? Um, I think for Rio, I just gained a lot of confidence because like the first two years at Cal, I was just like still learning, still adjusting. And I feel like finally, like by my junior year, which was Rio, um, I gained a lot of confidence. I started trusting my training and my preparations for it so it was more of like just letting go of expectations and like going out there and racing and I mm. feel like that helped me a lot just to like gain confidence in my racing mm. was Terry involved at all with you um, at the games or was there distance between you because um, she was, was she, she was with the US team I'd imagine oh no of course she was involved um, I was with her until she had to leave uh -huh. um for Rio and then um I don't know if you know Milt Nelms um oh, yeah. He, mm -hmm. yeah he was with me with Team Egypt so that also helped like the communication and just like being the messenger between Terry and I in Rio yeah. so what type of athlete are you uh, what are you thinking when you're behind the blocks and you're at your most confident what's going what's your mental state in those periods of time um I think I try to be like confident in a way to like find myself obviously you're gonna have nerve nerves but yeah. for me I try to think of nerve as, as like excitement so the more nervous I am the more excited I am so like just changing that word to being excited I feel like that definitely helped me just like be like stronger and ready to go and I feel like I swim my best when I'm like fired up hmm. and have like a little anger in me sometimes so like that helped me a lot just to like go through that mental aspect before my race so I can just get out there and race 
Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, the following year, you, you end up winning a medal at the world championships. Was it the first time uh, in the country's history that they won a medal at the world championships? Yeah. So that was definitely the first time in Egypt, like even female or male to win a, um, a medal at worlds. Wow. Um, it was definitely like, um, wow, I finally made it kind of feeling. Mm. Um, it was definitely something that I've been working towards for so long. So to see it finally pay off was really exciting. Yeah. Now I talked to Amy Bilquist a few weeks ago. She's one of the tallest athletes that I've, I've come across and, and um, you're a little shorter than her, but <laughs> how do you deal with that? How do you deal with um, not being the tallest athlete, but performing at a level like getting on the, on the podium at the world championships? I just don't think like being tall is the answer to swimming fast. I think there's a lot more things to that. And I always make fun of Amy for being so tall. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think it definitely it takes a lot more than just being tall to be a great athlete. Like a lot of things like in the pool and outside the pool and just like genetically or like just like being talented and like working really hard. So like a combination of a lot of different things that I feel like could be much more beneficial to use swimming fast than just being tall yeah that so, makes sense. yeah so it sounds like you focus on your strengths and don't worry about whatever weaknesses or in, in, inadequacy whatever it is the word uh, yeah. whatever things you don't have you don't focus on those things you focus on what you do have so what are your strengths what are, what are the things you feel like you're really good at I think the strength that I have is just like I think I'm mentally strong and I think like I can go from just having one emotion to the other really quick like I can bounce back really quick that's like one of my strengths and also something else that I do well is I like no matter how in shape or not or like being tapered or not like I always know how to get out there and race um even though I'm not feeling my best I just feel like I enjoy racing so much um I'm more of like a racer than a trainer if that says anything so I feel like racing is definitely one of my strengths um mm. no matter where in the season we are yeah what was it like um competing for cal and and winning a national championship oh wow i was never like part of an experience like that so it was definitely so fun just to come together as a team because like you know swimming for Egypt, you're not really like a team hmm. um necessarily because you're swimming just for yourself like individually and it was really nice to come together as a team and win that, um, like, win that as a team. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just, like, Nina's being annoying, but... Uh, <laughs> Gotta let the dog out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just, like, nice to have each person contribute in their own way and come together as a team to win a national title and never being... Never experiencing that before to experiencing it and, like, having your teammates pretty much your best friends doing it with you. Yeah. Now, did you win individually as well? Yeah, I won in 2017, uh, my senior year at the 100 fly. Wow. And so took you four years and finally you, you crack the big one and, and win the 100 fly. That's awesome. What was your time in that? Uh, I think it was a 50.0. Wow, Damn, that was quick. like three years ago. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's quick. Yeah, time <laughs> flies, doesn't it? Well, that's awesome. So, so obviously, one of your strengths as well is your underwaters. What did you do to develop that? 
I think a lot of it is like core work for me because like each person is different each person is built differently so some people can rely more on their legs some people can rely more on like their shoulders but for me it was like more core strength and I think I've been working on that and just like the feel of the underwater like feeling the water around my body just trying out like different things mm-hmm. um that helped me a lot just like trying out different things contrasting and seeing what works best for me yeah what are some of the things specifically that maybe terry did or you did at cal um in the water that helped develop your underwaters I think we we had something called under overs and it was always a set that you do like 25 under 25 swim with no breath. And like we did a lot of these with like short intervals. Mm. So it's like not, it's definitely helped us work on our underwaters, but it also like broke the mentality of like holding your breath. Cause you know, sometimes people are Mm. nervous to like hold their breath so i feel like just doing that a lot so like a lot of practice makes perfect kind of thing yeah um that definitely helped for that so just getting comfortable being uncomfortable yeah exactly that's like terry's motto being comfortable with the uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) i stole that then that's good uh that's awesome so so you just do series of 50s like that would you yeah wow okay now did you use a lot of equipment uh, with, with your swimming like would you use fins a lot as well or not yeah so I think like I personally love fins and snorkel like these are the my two favorite equipments mm-hmm. um, I think just like with fins you can definitely feel the race speed without really using that much energy and with the snorkel what I love about it is for drills and like feeling the water around your body and just like playing with different things to see what works best for you like I said earlier um, I am definitely a puller more than a kicker. Oh, really? Um, it's mm. definitely something that I'm working on, just like being a better kicker. But mm. yeah. <laughs> what are the things you would do to help develop your power and speed in the water? Um, I think for us, we do a lot of like dry land and like power in the water. So we would use buckets mm-hmm. And we would use cords, we would use parachutes. So I feel like these help a lot with the po- with power. And like, sometimes we do like run and dives into bursts. And I feel like that helps with speed. So like a lot of powerful, explosive work with a lot of rest, I feel would help a lot in that. Would you guys uh, do your gym before the water or after the water? Uh, we do it before. So we go from weights to power um, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. So the gym session would last, what, an hour, would it? Yeah. And then you'd get in the water. Would, the, would that power session last full two hours or how long was that power session? Um, I would say it's like from an hour and a half to two hours. It just oh. like not necessarily swimming the whole time, but just because we got a lot of rest, we changed a lot of stations. Hmm. So that takes sometime oh, okay now would you also do um race specific training i'd imagine yeah race pace race pace and then yeah uh what about lactate sets would you do um short rest long rest lactate sets oh uh, well you know how sergio is he likes to like mix it up and like yeah. try to be creative um so i would say like we do everything like from short rest to long rest to 50s to 100s to 
being a sprinter, just like racing hundreds in practice is hard. So I think like just having a good balance of everything really helps you and prepares you even not only physically, but mentally to execute your best race. Yeah. Did you ever swim the 200 butterfly? Was that um, one of your I races? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely swam it before, but I wouldn't call it one of my races. Okay, good. So I guess your races at, at like NCAAs would have been the 50 free, 100 free, 100 fly, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. And relays. <laughs> I love yeah. relays. I love relays. <laughs> so what was the response then when Terry would be, be like, all right, uh, you're in the 200 fly. What would you, how would you, what would you say? I mean, like, I think I was a good team player, so I would do it, but that's not necessarily being the best at it. But if yeah. she put me in it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now with Sergio, do you swim over a hundred butterfly in practice is there any any time where you do more than a hundred um not necessarily like it could be like 50s and hundreds with not a lot of rests but mm -hmm. never like 200 fly or 400 fly kind of thing yeah okay so the hundred is the furthest you would you would do a repeat yeah okay okay good good now were you hoping to qualify in anything else other than the hundred fly at the olympics um, yeah, the 50 free. So the 100 fly and the 50 free, I'm the closest to. Um, the 100 free, I was not planning on swimming it, but I was still planning on like trying to qualify just in case. Yeah. Because um, the 100 fly is the first day and the 50 free is the last day. So I just mm. need something in the middle as a buffer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's hard to sit around that whole time, isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. So, well, um, well what else? Uh, what else do we need to know about you? What else do you need to know about me? Yeah. Um, I wish we could have like a little screen here where people could ask some questions, you know? I know. Yeah. Find out about Farida. Um, I think you honestly asked me all the questions unless well, you think well, of something else. Why is it you think that you want this to be your last Olympics? Um, I just feel like I am ready to give it my all and see what happens. Like I, I want to end on a, on a high note. You know, uh -huh. so like that would be like last Olympics. Let's go for it and see what happens. If it goes great, then it's done. If it doesn't, we'll reevaluate, re you know, but just like I want to end on a high note. And I feel like I have given my all pretty much to the sport and swimming. Um, and I think I can definitely help others get there faster after everything that I've been through. Yeah, sure. What makes you proud to be Egyptian? What are you proud of? I am proud to be Egyptian um, because I feel like, like you said, we are not like the fastest or like Egyptian swimming is not really the most known. So I'm proud to be the first one to do a lot of things for Egyptian swimming and like try to be a good role model and inspire others to achieve the same thing. So like, setting the path to others is definitely something that i'm proud of yeah do you think you'll ever get involved in the more administrative high levels of it of, of maybe the political levels at, at any point um i think like i would definitely want to help in some regards but i don't know what exactly yet yeah yeah are there a lot of pools in egypt 
yeah, there are a lot of pools and a lot of like club swimming. The only thing I would say is just like it needs to be more quality oriented. Mm. And I feel like it needs um, just like a lot of resources to help raise the bar in Egyptian swimming. Yeah. What are, you, what are some of the things you feel like might be holding it back from being able to achieve that? Um, I think like definitely we need to focus more on technique um, at, a, at a younger age because we tend to focus on speed and how fast you're going at a really young age when that's not important right now. Mm. Just like focusing on technique, focusing on like your mental health at a young age because we tend to put a lot of pressure on each other and like even people around you put a lot of pressure on you like parents coaches i don't know just people like all over put a lot of pressure on you so i feel like it's something that we need to teach and coach like manage expectations and how to deal with pressure and stress and at a younger age because when when we go to a meet we get nervous and then we don't know what to do. So I feel like I could really help in that regard to like introduce that earlier. So when we grow, when they start growing up, it's not as terrifying or as nerve wracking to go to meets and compete internationally with the big swimmers. Yeah, sure. Do you have your own sponsors? Yeah. All right. Talk to us about your sponsors. <laughs> um, so I am sponsored by Arena. I'm sponsored by two Egyptian companies. One that it's like a steel company and one is a real estate. Nice. And the real estate company is helping me build that academy that I was telling you about oh. for swimmers. Oh, and yeah. we're planning on opening in September. Oh, wow. Where, whereabouts Hopefully. is it? Where's it going to be? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in Cairo. We're going to start there and see how it goes. And can definitely branch out wow if it goes well that's awesome now do they this is maybe a dumb question but do they teach you the history of egypt in in school yeah. you grow up yeah? yeah for sure just like yeah. growing up in school it's like it's i mean egyptian history is one of the most yeah. known <laughs> yeah it's incredible so it's it definitely taught in schools growing up and they teach english as well yeah, so there are a lot of different schools. There's American, British, French, German. So whatever you want to go to, they always have it in the language of the school or English or Arabic, if you want to know that. What's the main language in Egypt? It's Arabic. Arabic, okay. All yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, I guess you speak fluent Arabic. Then, yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> and then what about the food? What type of food do you guys eat in Egypt? Um, so we eat a lot of cooked vegetables, I would say, just like with rice. Um, we have obviously pita bread, falafel, hummus, mm. beans, a lot of different cheeses. So it was just like definitely authentic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have, uh, they have um, beautiful markets there too, right? Where you can go yeah, and like with, the fresh food. Like with the spices and mm. yeah. Yeah. You should awesome. definitely come and visit. I'm fascinated. I'd love to come and visit. Yeah, it's really yeah. very high on my list, but, um, but I'd love to. Well, listen, I'm glad uh, we got this chance to talk. Oh, let me talk about this, actually. You swam for the LA Current, obviously. Uh, yep. Is that something that you're considering, again, of maybe doing the second season of the ISL, or, or is that, are you done with that? No, for sure I'm considering it. Like, I had so much fun last time, like, not only because of, 
all the swimmers, but we also had a lot of bears on there. It was just like a nice experience as a team. And just like it brought back so many great memories of like college swimming. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. So it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to. Why do you think it was good for the sport? What, what did you personally get out of it? I think like for swimmers, they needed more recognition and like mm. more prize money i would say like just having swimming as your job mm. is definitely something that a lot of people struggle with so it was definitely like something or a movement in the good in the right directions for swimmers to get the recognition they deserve and like being paid like they deserve so it's not only that olympics every four years but we make it more frequent every year yeah yeah no, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And it was super high level. Like everywhere you look, there was Olympic champions yeah. and world champions and NCA champions. And it just seemed like the best of the best were all at that one pool at the one time, especially in, in Vegas when we were there for the final. Yeah. That was a pretty incredible experience. It was so fun. Like a lot of energy, excitement, fast racing. It was so fun. Well, good. Well, hopefully we can get you back on the team again. Yeah, go LA current. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, no hopefully, this whole quarantine thing works out pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully. Can't wait yeah. to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, listen, all the best and good luck with everything, okay? Thank you. Thanks, Brett. All right. Take care. See you, Farida. Bye.